0: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back for another week of Max Potential Habits. I'm really excited about today's show because, and I didn't tell Ken Roshan this before, when we were having pre-show fun conversations, my nickname growing up was (laughs) Smiles-A-Lot. So he is known as Dr. Smiley, which is really cool. So he's a Renaissance man, a humanitarian, an accomplished serial entrepreneur. Uh, So many cool things, 30 books published. He has been honored as America's most influential business connector and entrepreneur of the year. He helps leaders amplify to and lead with their heart. Yes, yes, yes. He has a radio show called Amplified on Voice America Influencer Channel. And it's a platform that he uses to discuss building community fatherhood leadership success principles and values. I mean, so many cool things. And he's the co-founder of a company called the Keep Smiling Movement. So we are gonna talk about so many awesome things. You all know how much I talk about energy, mindset, the way that you raise your vibe is by being joyful and playful in life and in your business. So, you know, bringing on someone who's known as Dr. Smiley is pretty freaking cool. So, welcome to the show today.
1: Thank you, Dr. Amanda. How are yeah,
0: you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing amazing. You are in, you were
1: on my show a couple weeks ago, right?
0: Yep. Two weeks oh, earlier yes. or
1: three weeks, something like that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Time is kind of like a warp to me when you're doing, you know, the stuff you love every day. Someone will say, that was a week ago. I'm like, really? I feel like I've lived 10 lives in the last week.
1: <laughs> it, it is wacky, yeah. There's, there's no, this is definitely the, the time. What is it? The twilight zone of yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> it does feel
0: that way for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so I want to hear, let's start. What's, what's a quote that you live by?
1: Well, there's several. Um, yes, I only I'm found sure. out recently that uh, Be the Change You Want to See in the World by Gandhi is not actually his quote. And it's some mm-hmm. long quote that was uh, kind of shortened to that. And it's actually more amazing, but I haven't memorized it yet, so I will not go there. i nice. doing my dissertation, so I'm putting all my points with as many quotes to back them up. And yeah. uh, I think Henry Ford, although I don't massively respect him, I think his, his quote of whether you think you can or you can't, you're right, is something I live by a lot more than probably any other quote.
0: Yeah, so simple and true, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I didn't ask you before. What what is your dissertation on?
1: It is an on entrepreneurship.
0: Entrepreneurology, ooh, it's a new say baby. more. That's well, awesome. Entrepreneurology
1: is uh, it's Dr. Jim OMS and his dad, who was the visionary back in the '70s, got this as an accredited PhD that you could uh, uh, achieve through going through your life of entrepreneurial. Pursuits, your failures, what you learn from them, the books you read, the books you've written, uh, your travels, anything at all that would actually allow you to uh, create something I would almost call more impactful than a PhD that may not make you a profit. <laughs> so, yeah, it has been really a joy. I've only been doing this since uh, right around April, and it's, it's probably about a 400 hour program. It's, mm-hmm. uh, and I just, uh, just achieved the big 20, 30,000. Uh, words in my dissertation. So we're, we're moving along. Moving nice. Along. Yes.
0: How many words will it end up being? Do you know?
1: I'm guessing about 50,000 is, yeah. is Is probably a decent guess.
0: Yeah. And okay. So, so say more. I'm so curious about this. So when you, I mean, it's the study of entrepreneurship. Yes. So you're pulling together research on entrepreneurs, their stories, their histories, that kind yes,
1: of thing. Yes. But also my hypothesis about um, serving in the guise of being an entrepreneur. For instance, if you are an entrepreneur and you are thinking about uh, shifting to actually only think about how you create smiles, okay, how you get reviews, you probably will get more abundant than any other entrepreneur. That is my hypothesis. And I'm doing this through a study of, right now I have 130 entrepreneurs that have done their key Smiling books, you're going to be in, the, in that range of the 140, I'm guessing. Uh, we certainly would love to hear your story. And also, uh, we, we call it a dose of hope. So yeah. the dose of hope has uh, three parts to it that are main parts. Part one is your journey, who you are, what you had to go through to create your who. And that is riddled with failures, challenges, obstacles, because anyone that made it had to go through some stuff. And I have yeah. not met anyone. In fact, the bigger they are, the more they had to go through it, typically. Typically.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: that is the fight for who. And the fight for who mm-hmm.
0: has it. a
1: very interesting aspect to it. It, it. it requires obviously a lot of determination and persistence, but it typically is aligned with a lot of integrity actually. Uh, because the more you had to fight for it, the more you don't want to lose it. Mm-hmm. And because you don't want to lose it, you typically will align it with a purpose. And that is your why that we all know so well from Simon Sinek. So the why becomes the second variable or facet of this equation and the third is the proof. The proof is the how. How you distribute, uh, uh, how you create abundance, how you solve problems, and how you inspire future hope, future leaders, and future impact. And those three together, we are, uh, when I say we, it's it's the the Key Smiling Movement nonprofit 501c, but for my dissertation it is the proof that that is the equal sign for success with a dollar sign, but also with an impact sign. Okay? And we have a little fun rapid fire at the end of our, uh, ch- our dissertation, not ch- dissertation, but the template, just like we do for our show that we did with you. And it's a book that changed your life, a uh, hero, quote you live by, a movie inspires you, a song that inspires you. Basically, it's, I think it's five questions, but those five questions round out that there's a human behind this achievement.
0: Yeah, I like that. I mean, it's so important to humanize high achievers because I think people tend to hold them up on a pedestal and go, "Oh, you're this amazing hero or heroine," and I can't ever get there. And it's like we're just people, right? You brought the you brought the
1: greatest point up because when I have uh, an invitation, these these invitations are basically a twenty thousand dollar gift. If you look at the book being created and the marketing that will happen with it, if you're getting thirty thousand people that are leaders to read your book, that's usually. I don't know, hundred times higher than your, you would get for your own book, typically. Yeah. Typically, um, So some people say, well, I'll just send you, my, uh, you know, my bio. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is actually your fight. This is your journey. Yeah. When, when they finish it, they say, wow. One, they either say it's very therapeutic or two, they say, I've never, I've never done this before. And they're sending us unpublished content. And we're talking about people like Dr. Ivan Meisner who created BNI, um, William Paul Young who wrote The Shack. Um, Frank Shankowitz, who created Make-A-Wish Foundation. So this these are people that have come from nothing or fought everything to get where they are. Yeah. And they, they're so inspiring. So we call it a dose of hope. And the, the dose is D-O-S-E with periods. Mm-hmm. Dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. And nice. we believe that anytime inspiration is being given off from what you read or experience, you are having those chemicals go haywire. <laughs>
0: That's so awesome. I So, that, love that's it. a
1: big part of the dissertation, actually. It's, it is about entrepreneurism, but it's mainly about what are you doing to serve while you're being an entrepreneur? Not really what problems are you solving, but what opportunities are you seeking that causes problems to be solved and the world to change because of you?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you were talking about amplify your business with smiles. And it's interesting because my entire business is built around helping people amplify their energy and get energetically aligned in their mind and, their, and in their energy and their feelings and their mind and their habits so that they can take their business to whatever level they want to take it to and really their life. And that's through impact, right? And, and one of the easiest free things you can do to shift your energy is smile.
1: <laughs> and it's, it's just like you can't, like when I was listening to you, If I talk, I can't listen. So if you smile, you can't actually be angry. It's impossible. Though. Totally. God made yeah. things really simple for us. Yeah, <laughs> It's
0: so funny. It's so true, right? It's the same thing. Gratitude can't live in the same place as fear. So be right. grateful. Smile a lot. Your life will be awesome. And you'll attract people to your business. And it's it's like, okay, we can end the show now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've done it. Hey, can we say any more? Can we say any more powerful even? <laughs>
0: exactly, right? I, it's so true, It's though. all downhill
1: from here. The show is going to go massively downhill. <laughs>
0: It's crazy. I mean, it's, it's interesting to me how much we complicate things in life and business. You know, it's like, talk about that a little bit. Like, I want to hear I mean, you've built several businesses and you have several successful businesses. So talk a little bit about that journey and what, you know, new entrepreneurs or even entrepreneurs who are in it right now. Like, what, what can you give them in terms of gems of wisdom from your perspective?
1: Well, I always had a rule that whenever I picked up the phone or I was about to meet a client that I got in a, in a state of gratitude. And so I would get into smiley, positivity, everything. is not fake. I would actually anchor what I was truly grateful for. To be a DJ, which I was for some 30 years, I was grateful for the fact that I got to do something I loved, to play music and have people have fun. And by the way, music would be defined as my first career choice that was the universal language. Hmm. My second career choice is a nonprofit called the key smiley movement and that is the universal expression. So I have done two universal um, communications. I love it. Which is crazy. And uh, so I will tell you just a little bit about this state that I'm encouraging entrepreneurs to get into because you can, it is a mind shift uh, aspect. It's not the entire mind shift, but it is a mind shift aspect that can increase your income by 20% and it can go way beyond that. Uh, You can double, triple, quadruple. So it is about when you get up in the morning, if you are not feeling gratitude that you actually shift into that and it is a shift. And when you shift successfully, and it could be that you think about your child, or you think about your health. But you, you can think of as many things as you want. But when you do that, you start smiling. And what happens is you have a new conversation with the universe, you get congruent with abundance. And that congruence with abundance obviously is going to attract amazing things. And when it does, you say the same thing you'd say if you were having a bad day. You say, I knew this would happen. So if you're having a bad day and you get worse, you go, I knew it happened. But if you actually shift it, it's a great day and it becomes greater. You say, I knew it happened. And so yeah. you get what you asked for. And so always be careful about that. Right. Yeah. Um, there is a diagram that I, I have a new book. I'm doing, I'm doing two books with my dissertation. One book is called Diagrams and it is the most difficult book and most simple book I've ever done. It's the most difficult because I'm trying not to use any words. Mm. That's really difficult. And the the book is, uh, it's it's actually a six by nine this way. It's not a book like this. So you flip the book as you see the diagrams. Mm -hmm. the diagrams are explanations of how life works. And I'm trying, I'm not trying, I'm not doing the book until I hit 50 uh, diagrams. Mm -hmm. And those 50 diagrams show how abundance and scarcity happen. It shows how um, a social proof system works. It it, it shows all kinds of things. And um, whenever I start a book, I always give the book away electronically a mm-hmm. dollar um, or zero. I mean, just give it away just because I want people to give me reviews and show that my work was worth my time, but also worth the impact I intended to have for them. So this uh, book of diagrams is going to be something that includes uh, worry and why worry. So I got this from, if you Google, this it is uh, the, f- the five most pleasing, the f- five most pleasing, no, the five letter most pleasing word or word that's a five letter most please, whatever it is. But if you look that up, it, it becomes it's the word smile. Uh-huh. And in that it's a Buddhist that talks about the the schematic of worrying. So he asks this question. He says, Do you have a problem? And the answer is either yes or no. If you have no problem, then why are you worrying in life? If you do have a problem and the answer is yes, do you have a way of solving it? No, then why are you worrying? Because you can't solve it. And if you can't solve it, why are you worrying? Because you can solve it. So it is. we turn it into this gorgeous uh, piece with the key smiling movement at the bottom because key smiling is really about stop worrying and enjoying life.
0: Yeah. Oh, so and so that's good. my favorite
1: diagram in the entire book. But there, there are some really neat explanations. In fact, we even have an explanation of how the key smiling works. Uh, and we have another one that has how smiles work. So a smile is just like a lot of great things in the world. They recycle. So when you smile you actually shift yourself into feeling happy. And if you feel happy, you smile more. So that's just yourself. Then when you smile to someone else, they change their uh, emotion and their, and their feelings and they return it to someone else and it gets back. And it, it just has a ripple effect. So that is the smile cycle that I put into the book.
0: This is so cool. So, okay, so when you're doing these diagrams and you're saying it's no words, are there no words on the diagrams?
1: There are words, but it's, min- okay. it's minimal. It's okay. and, and when it's a very sophisticated, um, I guess, explanation, I'm either going to put it on the top part in small letters, so you have to get, you know, you have to read it tight, because I'm not trying to have people get it from reading. I'm trying to have them get it from just looking. Yeah. And the idea is that a first grader could understand life. That right. is the idea of this. I love. I happen this. to have a second grader, and so my my thought is, if I had had entrepreneurialism diagrams that said, "Hey, this is how you invest in life," or "This is how you." Make a profit in life. Or this is how you create abundance in life. Do you know uh, the, 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 the diagram for abundance and scarcity is pretty super simple? You want us to hear it? Yeah. Okay, It's uh, I don't have it handy to show like this, so I'll do it with my hands, okay? So if you have this circle here, and that is the expense circle, if the circle inside the expense circle is income, you have scarcity. If this is the expense circle and the circle outside of it is income, then you have abundance. It's that simple.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you think about... Life, Mm -hmm. bills, your house, everything, if you made decisions based on the circles, you'd never be actually out of abundance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: impossible because your thought process is, I have to, I cannot defy that law, it's a law.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is so cool. I I mean, so many things are coming up for me as you're speaking, I'm thinking about first, uh, how creative you can be when you're doing what you love and make money doing what you love, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like you're spreading awesomeness in the world through smiles creating an entire movement as a nonprofit, right? So that it's nonprofit. And then you're creating an entire empire around spreading smiles in the world, creating abundance, connecting to people who want to be empowered in that way. Then that's the ripple effect. And it just keeps going and going and going. So it's, you know, I'm sitting there thinking for listeners, I'm going, I mean, There are, this is one of my favorite mantras. I made it up. I'm sure someone else made it up too, but there are a billion ways to make a billion dollars or there are a million ways to make a million dollars. It's like, if you're stuck in this scarcity mindset, then there's not very many ways to make money. If you're stuck in the abundance mindset, then you go, ah. What can I do that I love and make money doing it and make an awesome impact in the world? And that's what I see so clearly with what you're doing, which is really, really. Well, I'll send you
1: the diagram about that. It's 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 actually how to find your purpose. It's the sweet spot, and so it's what you love. Yeah. And 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 it's your hobby, for instance, and it's what you like getting, what you'd want to get paid for, et cetera. And when the center is that sweet spot. Of that's cool. Income.
0: I do the same thing. I have a worksheet. It's a, for, that I take people through. It's like what you love doing, what you're skilled at doing and what the market will pay for. Right. It's exactly. Like, that's your exactly. sweet spot. And, right. and, and we limit ourselves in so many ways thinking, Oh, I've got to do this or I've got to do that. Or, and, and people spend a lot of their time doing things they don't love to do, which is fascinating to me.
1: Well, that gives me an example. And I'm not going to quote this correctly. Cause all these quotes I'm just getting as I research, but it's a quote by Steve jobs that, um, Mm -hmm. Live your own life. And if you're not, you're living someone else's. Basically, that's what the gist of it is. So if you're not happy, you may be living someone else's life. And why are you trading your life for that? You don't get a second one.
0: Yeah, right. And I get it. I've been there before, right? I, I mean, in in my world, I do values determination with people. And it's, we talk about it as injected values where, you know, you're told as a kid what you should do, and you start to earn praise for certain things. And so you think like, oh, this is what I need to do to be loved. And we're terrified of not being loved. That's like death. And so, you know, when you don't realize that that's an unconscious driver, then you're going to you know, kind of get stuck on this treadmill. I mean, I've met people in their fifties. It's like, they're a lawyer because their parents wanted them to be a lawyer, Mm -hmm. but really they wanted to be a musician or something else, but they didn't think it was valuable to the people in their lives that love them. So they don't go that route. And it's like, this life is a blip on the radar, you know?
1: Yeah, you just remind me, I got to put the George Clooney, uh, that little trailer bit where he fires somebody and the person's been working at that place for 30 years and he's so pissed. And he says, you don't know this today, but you'll know this in a year. I just give you the biggest gift of your life because you told me you hate it here you 've never yeah. enjoyed it here <laughs> i 'm actually giving you a release to live and be happy, yes. and he says, I get that you don 't know it now. That's yeah. just such a I want to make a comment about uh, working for yourself though uh, in entrepreneurism i don 't want my message ever confused because i'm i 'm playing at such a bigger a much bigger level i don 't want to convey don 't work for other people we'll only work for yourself that 's not what i 'm saying yeah what i 'm saying is love what you 're doing and most importantly. Work for other people so you learn from them in a mentor type of capacity, but choose the people you work for because they have integrity. They care about creating community. And then see if you become a partner with them because then you'll experience really what I call the ultimate experience of entrepreneurism, which is partnership. Mm -hmm. Partnership and collaboration. I have a definition I came up with some six years ago. It has not defied me. In other words, I had really bad partnerships before this. And any bad partnership is a result of you having a bad definition. It's just that simple. So I redefined my definition of partnership. Partnership is a verbal agreement between two people in which two people agree to unconditionally compete to give to each other. Hmm. And, and if you do that, you're depositing all the time to the other partner and yeah. never having a scorecard. Yeah. And now you, remember, the first part is really important. It has to be the handshake and the eye contact that says, I agree to compete with you to unconditionally give you more. If you don't have that agreement, you will never have that experience. Yeah. So you have to, it's kind of corny, but that's actually the, it doesn't, you don't need to sign paperwork. Yes, paperwork's important for the legal part of it, but you don't have to sign paperwork to have the experience. Yeah. Experience is actually a commitment. Uh, and a commitment is a result. It's not an attachment. So if they are low for three months or four months, that's where you get to show you are the shining partner because that's what you'd want when you are low.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not about taking advantage. It's about depositing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I think of it as win win relationships. I always go, are you creating win wins? How are you creating win wins? As many win wins as you can create, that's the level of impact you get to have in the world. Exactly. It, yeah. And
1: and uh, you know a, a true partnership, you can do the math on it, and it won't add. It won't. It won't be that one plus one is eleven. It actually is a, a multiplier. So if you are a level ten and the other person is a level ten, you just actually got hundred out of the partnership instead of ten. Yeah. And that's why I don't like the one plus one is eleven. It actually limits the thought process of the variable impact. Yeah. To me. me.
0: Fascinating. Yeah. So, so true. I I love that you just raised that about entrepreneurship and, you know, because entrepreneurship to me, I love the variety of types of entrepreneurship you can take on also even just, you know, it's like, it can be a full-time gig. It could be a side hustle. It could be, I mean, there's, you could do it a serial. Yeah. joint. like there's so many cool ways and it's not for everyone. And it also could be for everyone if they thought of it differently in terms of it doesn't have to be like the ultimate empire building pathway for you. Maybe you have a job that you love and you're on a team that you love and you want to just have a side gig where you write a book and that's this passive stream of income. Or I mean, there's just a million ways to think of it, but when we get stuck in that rigidity around what we think it should be, that's when I think people struggle. I, I'm curious along these lines, what would you say is uh, the, a common struggle you've seen for entrepreneurs as you've built all the businesses you've built?
1: For others, uh, yeah. I think it's, it's thinking too one-dimensionally. I think mm-hmm. that's the issue. They're not, they're not looking at how to hack and leverage, and they're not uh, thinking outside the box of disrupting. If you can disrupt, you typically will cause new results and those new results can be exciting. They can also be damaging, but at least you learn from them. Uh, and so I've always tried to multiply variables. For instance, a new one I'm doing, my DJ company and all my companies have been killed because of COVID. I, I'm, an, I'm an event person. I'm an event speaker, event photographer, event DJ, event yeah. this, event that. I mean, so every bit of business I got were from events directly or indirectly. And so to resurrect my companies, I actually came up with a, a, in in the diagram book, it's called a podcast uh, diagram of how it connects the dots of everything. So the podcast attracts people that you've met at events to come back and regenerate conversations, relationships, which then promote, get traffic to you to send to your site, to send to your business and to send to your books. And Mm -hmm. so the podcast is the center point. And so every single person I've been talking to that wants to take me on as a coach, or every new thing I'm trying to do, I'm saying, how do I fit a podcast in this? So, for instance, I'm writing seven children's books in the last, I don't know, three or four months. And I intend to actually have maybe as many as 12 to 20 come out between now and April. And it, it, people say, well, how do you do this? Well, it's just focusing. I get up at four o'clock or three o'clock in the morning and I don't feel tired. I, I, I make sure that I'm getting up fueled with creativity and I just download and I start putting it together. And I have a lady that I attracted to do curriculum. So now I don't just have a book. I have a woman that says she'll do 50-50 with me. If, she, if she'll do the curriculum, then I have my book actually slip into a curriculum or I sell her curriculum. So mm-hmm. that is a bridge right there. I told her, you have been in this game more than I have. You've been doing the education game, children's books, curriculum, everything for years. How would you like to do a podcast? And she said, I don't know. And she goes, I guess. And I said, if we did a podcast, we bring the top educator influencers to our podcast, we start actually owning the space. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is all simple stuff. Well, same thing with my DJ company. It is dead. It is dead, dead, dead. So I talked to the top publisher and top bridal show person in the DMV area. I said, How would you like to do a wedding podcast? We'll do it every single day, 15 minutes. It'll open up a conversation. And we attract and we just bring constantly wedding vendors and the top people that are in the industry and say, What are you doing differently? How are you helping brides? What's the newest thing? Blah, blah. blah. And for me, it doesn't take a ton, ton of my time. I'm already a podcaster already. So yeah. I'm just going to be leveraging, honestly, a sitting hour or a sitting 15 minutes I wasn't doing.
0: Yep. Yeah, and, and all through collaboration, right? right. I, I always exactly. think about the ways you build your business, it's either through you know, organic growth or through affiliations like mm-hmm. podcasting or through paid marketing. You know, it's right. like really those are the three primary ways you grow your business and podcasting. I, I've always been so impressed by the podcast community where it's like people oh. are just so freaking cool you know, they're like, yeah, let's create a whole bunch of win-wins and see what we can do. And let's have a conversation and share free knowledge and wealth with the people who want to listen to us. And it's it is genius. one of the best
1: communities. And, and right? by the way, it is going to be possibly the biggest shift for the uh, key smiling books. So we have, like I said, 120 of these right now, mm-hmm. my favorite one, I wish I had it handy, but it, it is the podcast one. And when I was doing the math on that, uh, we just talked about this before the show, but we're looking at probably a 500,000 downloads. I don't have any book that's done anything close to that.
0: That's because so the cool. average
1: podcaster never stops talking about something they care about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's so true. Yeah. And you have, I mean, yeah, I have a global reach from mm-hmm. my tiny little podcast. Like, how cool is that? You know. Yeah, like, and
1: I don't know what kind of difference I'm making, but Voice America sends me the stats, and last year we, I think we hit 176,000. Nice. And that's and that's unique. They're, they may not be repeat, but that's 176,000 different people that download. Yeah.
0: That. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's it's, after
1: four years, and that's the other thing is you don't know what kind of difference you're making the first year when you get these dismal results. You're hitting a thousand or two thousand. You're like, that's it. Yeah, that's work. You know. <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: Well, and I think that's an important conversation too for listeners because it's like you go when you look back at what you can create in a year and then in two years and then in three years, it's exponential growth. In the first year you're putting a lot of energy, a lot of work. And you're kind of like, where are the results? And you get
1: paid for it later. It's called. Yeah,
0: totally. And it's like, at first you go crickets, like no one's listening, you know? And then I hit my, I hit 50 countries and 20,000 downloads recently. And I've only been, I I started podcasting about a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. and I knew nothing. I, other than listening to podcasts, I knew absolutely nothing. And it's like, and I know it's going to exponentially grow. And I go like, how cool is it going to be when I hit the millions? Mark, like That's a million right. lives impacted, and and that just makes me like get up inspired to do what I do. Well,
1: and and it's that penny doubling uh, equation. I had a woman ask me the other day. You know, when does a penny hit? Uh, what does a penny hit in thirty days? Uh, in thirty one days? Yeah. Uh, and do you know what that amount is? I I
0: do. I you. Uh, it's funny. It's it's so much more than you would think. Tell what's yes. the number? So you,
1: so the, there's three questions. Uh, yeah, I'll do them all real quick. Yeah. so what day, what day and uh, does a penny hit a million dollars if you double it every day? Yeah, the answer is 28. Okay, but it's it's a million plus, though, it's not a million even, it's a million plus. Okay, that's important because on day 30, it hits five million. Well, guess yeah, what? that's I was
0: gonna say five million, that's what I was On thinking. Day
1: 31, it's 10 million.
0: That's isn't that so insane? The, so,
1: the fourth question, which is the fun question, is when does it hit 500,000? And most people. Not, not of course you, Amanda, but most people say. Okay. Hit on the twenty eighth. That would be the fourteenth or fifteenth. Right. No. Okay. Yeah. It's the day before. It's the twenty-seventh.
0: Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's a half. It's it's I mean, compounding interest is absolutely incredible. And it's like uh, uh Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about compound interest of habits and yeah, I see and, your habit book back there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I love habits, obviously, you know, max potential habits. Um, and it's it's that's the thing. And if you're setting yourself up for success in your habits, awesome, and if you're not uh-oh, and that's why you want to keep up-leveling your game at all points in time. Um, I'm curious, in that realm, what would you say has been a big struggle you've overcome in entrepreneurship? Like, what, would, what advice would you give yourself 20 years ago? Uh,
1: unfortunately, the advice that I'm reading during my dissertation, I, I mean, I'm still learning, uh, even though I've heard it a lot of times, you have got to get an amazing accountant and you have to get an amazing legal person that you trust. That is, mm. That's number one. Had I done that, I wouldn't have had $150,000. Um, embezzlement. I'd probably be an ex- obscenely multimillionaire, not a Sir Richard Branson type, but damn, I would, I would have a lot of money because when you have those setbacks, you're disrupting the tipping point. You're killing yeah. the tipping point. And uh, so I was, I had 44 people working for me. We were doing a million dollars in business starting DJing, DJ and I was taking three months off a year to travel. I mean, I was loving life mm-hmm. and I, but I wasn't paying attention. So I will say the number one thing I did was I trusted without checks and balances. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I cut corners by using talent that was not uh, approved and accredited to do legal work. Mm-hmm. So I, I would get advice instead of actually just getting someone to sign off. It. And it cost a lot more initially, and it, and it hurts. But, man, you get the money back later. Yeah, It's like, it's like uh, I just heard Tim Ferriss' book, and he had someone he interviewed on there, and she said, you know, the hardest thing I, I had to do was when I had no money, pay for psychoanalysts, uh, you know, this insane amount of money every month that I didn't really have but she said, that's how I became this huge person because I I got my stuff together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And my
1: son, my son was very frustrated at the tennis court yesterday. He was playing and he was missing almost every ball. He was, he's seven years old. He's taking swings of the racket and he's missed. And he says, I got worse, sir. And, and I said, Kenny, first of all, you just got worse. You did not get worse, no <laughs> word. And, and he says, well, I really got, I got really worse. And I go, you did, you might feel that, but you're actually practicing. Yeah. And I said, this is going to be hard for you to believe, but uh, uh, you know, six months, a year from now, when you're a lot better, you're going to look back and you're going to laugh, but you can't quit. And he wanted to quit so bad. He said, I mean, he'd been doing this for a week and he was getting worse that day. He could not hit one ball. Yeah. I went over to the guy who was playing across from me and I said, hey, do you mind going over my son and tell him you sucked when you were a kid? And he looked at me and he was like, what? Like that. And I said, my son wants to quit right now. And he goes, oh, okay. And he says, hey, I was really bad too when I was really, you got to keep going, man. And, he, and was, I didn't care who it was there. I was just going to ask anybody. So my son heard just one more person say, you got to keep
0: yeah, going. Yeah, other than dad. Because <laughs> <Other than dad. laughs> it doesn't matter what you say, really. <laughs>
1: well, I, I have a rule. My son gets hurt over that. He cannot, he cannot quit. I and mean, he had a really bad car, uh, bike accident. I said, you're going to get on, yeah. on a bike. Yeah. On a bike.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a, that's a
1: big thing about entrepreneur. Yeah. Entrepreneurs fail. That's just part of the deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to me, that's the power of the entrepreneurial mindset is that right. you're willing to fail and get back up and go again and, and fail, like in quotes, people listening, right? Like in quotes, it's like fail is actually opportunity to grow, to learn, to see how to get better. It, and if you view it that way, you'll keep going and going and going. And it's also tied to like something you said at the beginning when you were talking about the who, why, and the proof. It's like when we're solidly aligned with our why, it doesn't matter if you fall off your bike, you're going to get back on and you're going to try again and you're going to keep going and you're going to learn and you're going to persevere because you care so much about what you're doing and you know that your success is inevitable if you stay in the game long enough
1: and most people that have made it really really big they failed really big too totally and and if you fail it's typically the universe and or um, the cycle of business saying you're not changing but the world is why aren't you changing yeah so you're gonna fall out
0: It's true. Well, I mean, looking at you, like you could have completely collapsed in COVID if all of your businesses are designed around events, (laughs) right? That
1: that was a 99%. I mean, I I have never had something that hit me that hard, 99%. And, but I I wasn't worried though. It's the weirdest thing. With all the things I believed about smiles and with all the things I believed about that I wasn't doing a job and I wasn't even doing a career, I was doing a calling. I actually mm-hmm. believed that this was my opportunity. I was supposed to sink in, and sure enough, it's been a renaissance. I've never done so much coaching. I've never done so many books. I mean, my, my production is insane, and, and also the opportunities. I wouldn't have met this woman in Atlanta that's a publisher and writes curriculum for children's books had right. I not been on some sansar virtual reality thing because I was introduced to something new. But Yeah, you, really, you look at new things when you when you're not. Totally,
0: <laughs> I, I had a guy on talk about law of attraction. It was so cool. His name's Keith, and he was saying, um, you know, new uh, when one door closes, another door opens if you're looking for it. Right, <laughs> and well, I really love that because it's so true. Because you could have the mentality of like the door closed, it's a failure, crap, I suck, everything's right. bad, or you could go, hmm, I wonder what's next because this door is closing and now a new one that's that awesome. Great mentality, Just and there's one more to it.
1: If you're with the wrong person or wrong people you cannot meet the right person till you get them out.
0: Yes. They they block that.
1: They actually block it.
0: Totally. Yeah. I always, I talk about loss as that, as the, when we lose something and we freak out about it, instead look at it as the mentality of like, oh cool, I'm losing something that's not aligned so that I can gain something that's more aligned. So loss is the gain of that, which is more aligned. Right. And sometimes the universe will do it for you.
1: (laughs) Well, and if you look at variables from a scientific or mathematical standpoint, if you put that person in a variable mindset, I mean a variable um equation that actually has a number assigned to it you'll probably find that number was rather low and it was probably dragging you down because twos and threes don't multiply well i was doing this so with my (laughs) company i like that i I guess five or six years ago i was taking the variables of a dj company and this is the easiest one for me to relay this so dj company is really just three variables it's it's the the uh, equipment the music and the dj and if the variables are high enough and let's call them 10 for the highest variable you can get you Mm -hmm. get a thousand i was we had almost uh, 900 five-star reviews and I said you know what we just do it like clockwork and I said these variables must be very high and I and I was rating them based on our reviews and they sure enough they were like a nine and a half to ten almost all the time mm-hmm. I noticed that other companies that did not do the demos or did not have I, I guess the hack in their system that they were not getting that many five-star reviews I said why is that it must be that their variables are low somewhere so if you just get you know when you go to a restaurant and you have okay food yeah. And the and the waitress comes over and says, Hey, how's the food? And you go, fine, like that. It's a yeah. polite way of saying there's nothing you can do about yeah. it. I will not be back. That's yeah. your, that's just your play way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: totally. I don't
1: I don't want to spit, and I also don't think you can do better. Because yes. you just gave me the best you got. Yeah. So I was blown away that when you take a seven, which is fine, that's that's average, uh, it's above average technically. Yeah. You multiply seven times seven times seven,
0: yeah,
1: it's three forty-three out of a thousand. Yeah. And even if you go with good, eight times eight times eight is five twelve. Yeah. So my point is that if you know your variables in business as an entrepreneur, and you can actually honestly look at them and say, this one's low, you'll probably find out what you need to actually have as a gap shift to yeah. actually have an extreme difference in abundance. Yeah. That's profitability, that's happiness, that's happier clients, that's easier referrals, that's easier closes. By the way, if you have social proof, you don't have to close anymore. You just yeah. actually have to listen. You just share the social you proof. You just listen.
0: Yeah, Totally. <laughs> Yeah, ah, oh, so many, so many good things. I love this conversation. Um, being sensitive to time—this is so funny. In my schedule, I don't know how quite this happened, but I have four podcast recordings today, back to back, stacked. So I was like, "Oh, I need—I'm going to have to have at least five minutes of downtime in there somewhere." <laughs> good to Montana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Thank you. <laughs> it's funny. I oh, this was so cool last week. I love this. Is the power of smiles. So in my, I was in Montana last week, and I was by myself, so I was like, I'll sit at the bar to eat my food and journal, and it was at a brewery, so I was like, I'll get beer, I'll journal, I'll eat my food here, and hopefully I'll just meet someone cool, you know, who knows what will happen. And... The power of the smile and being open, like the people that came up and sat next to me, I just smiled at them really big, and they and yep. they said, "You have a great smile," <laughs> and yep. we started a conversation. She ended up inviting me to stay at her house for an extra week. I and, and and I said, "Oh, I so would stay and keep working," but I have all these podcast recordings, and I didn't bring my podcast equipment, so it was funny. But yep. that's the power of the smile, right? Like it just magnet—it it magnetizes awesomeness your way. So I love yep. what you do. Will you well, share with us that your top three max potential habits that you believe have got you where you are today?
1: I will. Can I just uh, share the oh, yeah, yeah. Of a smile a little bit more? Oh yes. Um, because it's important. People think a smile is corny and that it's just a happy thing. Um, a smile is actually a, a sign and a signal of acceptance. It's also a sign of uh, peace mm. and it's mm-hmm. mostly a sign of love. So That's really important because when you have those three working for you with a smile, wow, your life is enriched.
0: Yeah. Totally. Yeah it's so, it's it's interesting you say this because I am like known for smiling a lot and when I go out to do things in the world I smile at people all the time so COVID and the mask has been so annoying <laughs> to me and you can smile with your eyes like people can tell when you're scowling versus smiling even but it's like I love smiling so yes right
1: <laughs> and they have those now mask with the uh the clear part
0: <laughs> yeah I just saw those that's hilarious it it is, it's it funny because the breathing must they must see the breathing it's I know I know
1: I agree <laughs> Well, I went on Amazon, I bought everything that had a smile on it, it. Just That's just, a
0: great uh, idea. Yeah, so, I love those.
1: They're not that yeah. comfortable, though. They have the the, the the more intricate they are, the more they tug your ears. Totally. And I started having the ears coming out, so I really was like a clown with a smile.
0: <laughs> so Which the is habits, great. I'm sure that made people smile. <laughs> well,
1: the habits is going to be, the first one's going to be a little bit of a long answer, and the other ones gonna be short. Okay. Okay. So the first one's it. related to smiles. So the habit of smiling. When you're, uh, if you look at how often you're smiling, you may find that you have gone from maybe an average of three or 400 times you were smiling a day as a kid, which you may not have ever measured, to something that is too serious about life and you're down to 30 or 40 or 50 or 60, whatever. You're cheating yourself. So you may not be exercising your smile. And exercising your smile is actually a muscle. And it's, a, it's actually a connection to your brain, to the muscles. And actually. If you're not happy and you smile, what happens is the brain says, what's happening down there? And it says, you're smiling, I must be happy. And you actually shift how you feel. So that is a, a habit I practice so often that I don't even think about it anymore. I, I did practice, I, I, I don't know, some five years ago because I was fine. I get in these funky areas. So when something happens bad, like I just got a, a ticket in you know, a speed trap in D.C., $200. I, I, I'm not kidding you. I, I got it and then I got over it. Because there's nothing you can do about it. I, get, I had I the same my...
0: thing last week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's a speed trap. And, you know, my wife gets so mad because I hit the speed trap every single week. And so I've decided today, uh, I decided yesterday, I will use Waze. Because even yes, though I know where I'm you. going, it warns you. Yes. So I'm, I'm tired of getting that speeding ticket. I It's incrementally gone from 100 to 150. Now I'm at 200. I think it's going to only get worse. I don't want that to be worse. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, a, it's, it's a hit when you're actually trying to pivot right now. So uh-huh. um, so that's that thing. So that's the habit. Um. Habit two, um, going to bed early when you're not doing anything and getting up early so you can create. And so Mm. I write and I get up anywhere from two o'clock, three o'clock or four o'clock. That's not bragging. That is actually I get up and I'm refreshed and I am so happy. And I write. And by the way, anything I've shown like these riddles, um, this riddle book here, I have put in riddles that are low. For fun kids and it's all the way high for like adults that can't get something that is like wow that is actually pretty clever can i read one riddle go for it this is my favorite it's number 78 in the book okay what does man love more than life hate more than death or mortal strife that which contented men desire the poor have the rich require the miser spends the spendthrift saves and all men carry to their graves
0: Mm, i it's funny because i'm horrible at riddles <laughs> okay, well, I, i'll
1: give you this one so this riddle book is instead of it being easy middle hard it's uh-huh. actually alphabetized by the answer oh, so cool. you don't okay. know whether you get an easy one or a hard one this okay. is this is hard from a delivery easy from a, an answer mm-hmm. the answer is nothing so nice. what man what does men love more than life nothing hate more than death nothing Uh, That which contented men desire nothing, the poor have nothing, the rich require nothing, the miser spends nothing, the spendthrift saves nothing, and all men carry to the grave nothing. And any book I've shown, I'm happy to give as an ebook, absolutely free. And I do encourage people that are authors, give your work away electronically because you are actually not just giving a gift of yourself, but they're giving a gift to you of their time. And yeah. that is what we forget sometimes is that for someone to read a book, that is actually quite a gift these days. And oh, yeah. I always carry a book with me when I meet someone important, like a Jack Canfield at an event. No one else thinks to give them his book, their book. Yeah, I always give it to them on the last day as they're kind of leaving. They go, oh, I'll check it out on the plane. And sure enough, they do. They will. They can't yeah. help. There's, there's something they have that they're taking with them that they didn't have before. Yeah. So they check it out. So smart. So, um, so that is uh, big number two. Number three is actually related to this um, this going to bed early and getting up early and creating. Number three is listen to your body and habitually take a nap. Mm-hmm. Take a nap at one, two, or three o'clock. And I'll tell you why. I read this in, uh, it's a Da Vinci book. It's about Da Vinci's brain. He would uh, take a, uh, it was more of a meditation. It was a brain relax. And he would let his brain work freely with no stress. And so he would lay down, and he came up with all these brilliant ideas as an inventor, uh, an innovator, because he took time to think.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that is a very important habit, is don't be on the go and think time is actually producing something for you. You have to yeah. stop. And yeah. when you stop, there are all kinds of gifts your brain gives you. The, uh, can I give a fourth quick habit? Yeah, absolutely. When, bonus. When, I like bonus habits. Okay. The bonus <laughs> habit is for, habit number four, always go to bed with some type of question that empowers you the next day. So uh-huh. what can I, I have this, what can I do that makes it powerful tomorrow? The answer is given to you when you wake up. Almost yeah.
0: Almost. Almost it's really almost. cool. You do NL- Do you do NLP? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's such a great NLP strategy. And it's so true. Whatever, if, if you have a problem and you ask for an answer before you go right. to sleep, it'll be solved. You wake up yeah. and you go, oh, cool. Either it'll either come in a dream or somehow you'll just wake up and you'll go, you'll have solutions rolling around in your head. It's pretty cool. I Which love Which has that. to do
1: with this show today. I actually yeah. put that out for the show today. I yeah. said, uh, I wanted to say, how can I be uh, as powerful, entertaining, and valuable for the show? And and be a great guest for you. All those things cause me to step up. And and the other reason to write a book is when you write a book, you become not only the new identity of an author, but you become the new identity of the integrity of what you said you are an expert at. In yeah. other words, until you're an expert, you actually are not an expert, so you don't play like an expert. But when you yeah. call yourself an expert, you have to be one.
0: Right. And when you <laughs> write a book, you own you own the expert identity in a new way. Yes, you yeah. do. Yes, you do. Very powerful. All right. Share with us because people are definitely going to want to check out your books. And all of you, share the best places for people to find you.
1: I would go first with thekeepsmilingmovement.com. Okay. I own a company called The Umbrella Syndicate, Ken, Roshan, uh, Facebook, whatever.
0: Okay. And all the links will be in the show notes. Thank you so much. It's been, it's made me smile a lot. (laughs) Likewise, likewise. Really (laughs) Really great to connect.
1: You have a contagious smile. And by the way, I do spell contagious, Ken. (laughs) (laughs) Contagious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very clever you're a good marketer <laughs> Thank <you>. Thank <laughs> for all of you listening you can't see in his background you know, he has uh how are you in, inspiring joy and <laughs> and as I say, hope, change, hope change in the, the world Right, yep, yep, exactly. creating and inspiring smiles in the world and and just awesome stuff and, and really magnetic and i knew and,
1: that you were gonna wear black so i tried to you
0: know nice we were Were we did we have it's funny when we did your show there was some connection that andrea and i had too we were like oh we're all wearing the same color i think right, we were all wearing right. red that day because it had to be red because it was her she always wears red
1: right
0: (laughs) well awesome thank you so much for being here and i'll put the links in the show notes thanks listeners for being here we hope that this made you smile and remember just try it out after this podcast after you listen to this whatever you're doing next smile practice smiling. Make the habit, build the habit of smiling. It'll trigger your brain in a new direction and you'll attract what you wanna attract your way more easily because you're gonna raise your frequency, raise your vibe and then attract people who are smiling instead of in a lower state of energy. So really easy, simple way to shift your energy fast. So thank you for the tips, and it's been amazing to have you here. I'll see everyone next week. I'm gonna close with, I hope that you have an incredible smiley week where you thrive and feel alive. See you then. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. For Max Potential Habits resources, go to NFACoaching.com where you can access all of my resources. There's free eBooks, PDF checklists, a journal template, a business mindset meditation kit, and so much more. Plus links to NFA coaching on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you're super serious about up-leveling, there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one coaching. Until next time, I hope you have a max potential habits day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.